Just hold your hands out to me, Mrs. Stinton, Claire Cermak told the ghost of the rancher's wife who died a hundred and thirty-two years ago. Claire braced for the freezing cold. Ghosts always felt icy to her, but when she initiated contact, which she'd had to do to move phantoms on, the cold seemed to quadruple. Time to get this done. Her clients, the whole family, father, mother, and twin teenaged girls, sat on the tapestry couch watching her, so Claire spoke to the phantom aloud instead of mentally. Meanwhile, Miranda Stinton, the apparition, simpered at Claire's sexy lover, Zack, the other person in the room who could see her without instrumentation. And yes, the member of the local parapsychological association stood with sensor and recorders and what all behind a camera mounted on the tripod. That man grinned at her. I'm ready. Claire nodded. Miranda, she said softly. It's time to go. Timing was important, always. In her first conversation with this apparition, she'd learned that the woman could pass on during a sunny evening after 7 p.m. She'd cherish the memory of her last sunset. That meant helping the specter transition in late spring, summer, or early autumn. Your hands, Mrs. Stinton? Claire prompted. The woman sulked, her hands remaining by her sides. With a sigh, Claire stepped the pace across the Persian rug, moved into the phantom, and grasped her frigid hands. The spirit twisted a bit, then subsided. Memories of the rancher's wife inundated Claire, but she ignored them, harder to evade the numbing cold. As always, this now became a race to transition the ghost on to whatever came next before the ice reached Claire's heart and stopped it. That actually concerned her less than the worry about rending open the spectral wound an evil ghost had given her. The phantom she'd helped pass on two days ago had pulled at the injury, lacerating it, a gash in Claire's etheric body that hurt like a tear in her physical body. Now she couldn't feel her feet, and when she said, Miranda Stinton, her chill breath condensed in the air before her. Exclamations came from everyone but Zack. I'm not ready. Miranda's words filtered into Claire's brain. I hear that you aren't ready, but it's time. Good, Claire's voice sounded all right, but she couldn't rush, must be gentle and compassionate and convince Miranda to leave. Usually the ghosts who contacted Claire ached to be gone, away from the terrible featureless dimension after death. But Miranda, now haunting an elegant new home of a wealthy family outside Denver, craved attention. And pretty things. She enjoyed being in a luxurious house and upsetting the living. Look, Miranda, Claire said slowly, through frigid lips, forcing her numbed arm up to point to the corner of the room above the built-in rosewood bookcases. Isn't that someone waiting for you? Everything around Claire had turned to sepia tones like an old photograph, browns and beiges. But she could also see a wavery patch of air, the portal to the hereafter. I hope it's not my husband. I hated him. He took me away from St. Louis civilization and put me in a terrible five-room cabin, Miranda sneered. Didn't sound too bad to Claire, but she kept her thoughts veiled for Miranda. Blinking eyelashes that seemed heavy with frost, Claire saw a stout man, a gold chain straining across the paunch covered by his vest. I don't think your husband, your father? Claire asked. Miranda actually took her attention from Zack and glanced at the portal. Her features sharpened until Claire could finally see them well, and the dissatisfied lines around her mouth. 
Claire wondered if even heaven would disappoint Miranda. Papa, oh, Papa, Miranda trilled. The other spirit on the far side of the threshold to the next world held out his hands. Come to me, baby girl. I have plenty of marvels to show you here. The portal around him turned into beams of gold set with precious gems. And when Miranda ripped her hands away to run to her father, zoomed to the golden door, she also tore the inner spectral wound in Claire longer and deeper. She gasped, but managed to stay in her balance, sipping tiny breaths through the pain as she warmed again, fighting tears of anguish. The hurt to freezing she'd become accustomed to. Having an injury yanked open brought another whole level of pain.